Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your friendly neighborhood pinhead 198 back with another episode. And yes, we are here. It is officially Mortal Kombat Week. It is officially released as of this recording yesterday. And boy, I've already been playing it because I pre-ordered it, but whoo, what a treat it's been. Not so bad so far. There's some things I don't like, but for the most part, it's a solid entry in the Mortal Kombat universe. Of course, we're introducing multiverses in Mortal Kombat. I don't understand the obsession with multiverses, but hey, you do what you do. But we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm not going to say too much because I'm going to have a huge spoiler-filled Mortal Kombat review and rant on the filmmaker mike and the boys podcast in the next episode so and i know we'll be talking because we gotta talk about ashoka been watching that i made a drinking game out of the last episode last night so that was fun (laughs) i couldn't help myself you know you guys leave it open you space wizards leave it open and make it way too easy to do some shit like that so Plus, we're going to talk about Talk to Me, a new movie that just came out not too long ago, and it's already out on digital. It's another demonic possession film, you know, because we don't have enough of those. We need more and more and more. we're, We're running low on the demonic possession surplus. But they do a little different take on it. We'll get into that, see if we like it or not. We'll talk about it. Plus, we got to talk about Jade Cargill. She's jumping ship. It's not a speculation. It's going to happen. So we might as well just start with that because we got a lot of, you know, wrestling. Not a lot, but, you know, we all know what happened with AEW and CM Punk. CM Punk got fired. and If you really look into it, the absurdity of why he got fired is beyond... Is beyond anything. There is conflicting stories, and I know this is old hat, but there the the newer shit is, you know. There's conflicting stories by different people. There's supposed to be a tape out there, like a Zapruder fucking tape, like the Kennedy assassination, out there somewhere. But no one's you know pushing it forward. No one's giving it up. But when you really think about why CM, the reasoning of why CM Punk was why the reasoning of what was given to why CM Punk was fired, you you start to look at yourself in the mirror, scratch your head, and go, "Huh? Either someone's a really big pussy, or someone's lying about something." Let Let's break it down a little. The reason why I say someone might be lying is because when you listen to the... First of all, the backstage altercation happened. We don't have to go into it because most people who know what... The, that are even paying attention to this know what the fuck happened. It was based on glass. The whole altercation is based on stupid shit. Childish, infantile, low-IQ, stupid shit. That wasn't necessary out of both parties. You, Punk included. You too, CM Punk. You're not off the hook. But the fact of the matter is, words got said, and 
someone got shoved. And apparently, according to sources and even Khan himself, CM Punk lunged at Tony Khan, which I don't buy. But even for the sake of saying it, CM Punk, now we can say, was fired for a shove and a lunge. And someone feared for their life because of a shove and a lunge. I'm going to say that one more time and we're going to take just a brief five seconds to really let that sink in. Someone feared for their life not because of a baseball bat, bricks, tacks, a gun, a knife, glass. That was what... A shove and a lunge. Someone was afraid for their life. Start to understand where you see where I say, like, you're either a big-ass pussy or somebody's fucking lying. And I lean more towards somebody's lying because you only come up with that kind of a lame-ass excuse when you're lying about something. We all did it. We know, especially when we were kids growing up in grade school. We all know the lame excuses that you come up with when you know you're lying. The dog ate my term paper. I was abducted by a UFO and aliens. My 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 grandmother died for the 17th time. Well, how many grandmothers do you have? This is the last one, I swear. You only make up lame ass I was fe- I feared for my life because of a lunge and a push. A shove. You only make lame ass excuses like that when you're lying about shit. And I know good and well after the investigation there was no round table because you said we had a round table with the board of directors and all the people that are in power. You know who that round table was? It was Tony Khan. Kenneth Omega and the Young Cucks, the elite that made the decision. There was no round, don't buy this bullshit that there was a big meeting of stockholders and CEOs and shareholders and all this shit that made the decision. Because if that was the case, Punk would still have a job because he's the only thing carrying what abysmal ratings they have as it is. And it's not like CM Punk was lighting the world on fire, but... At least he was keeping stagnant ratings. And now, since he's been fired, they're falling into the fucking sea like the lost city of Atlantis. There's a correlation there. You don't have to be in the know of wrestling or even smart with mathematics. I'm neither. I have wrestling knowledge, but I'm not in the know. You'd have to be a special kind of brain dead to believe... Their ratings booster, they'd give the DOS boot out the door. I don't think so. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks didn't like him from Brawl Out last September when he was suspended, and that incident happened. This was just the excuse to get rid of him. So congratulations, Tony Khan. You're out here doing the Lord's work. I'm sure everyone involved would be proud. That you made one of the best decisions in your life. And on top of that, a couple weeks later, because we're late to the party on this, as of this coming, it's coming very soon. It's already, she's already fulfilled 
her contractual obligations from what I've been told to people who are in the business and it's all around the dirt sheets and everybody who's anybody's talking about it. Not that I trust the dirt sheets. They're the fucking rotten tomatoes of the wrestling world. But it, when it's everybody talking about it, especially people in the know and letting it leak, it's happening. Jade Cargill wrestled her final match on fucking Dynamite and lost to Chris Statlander for the title. People were watching Lutz because she's going to WWE. It's being said that she's already in the Performance Center as we are speaking, recording this episode. And she's getting primed up and she's going straight to the main roster. They're not going to be able, especially after the run she had in AEW, and there were a lot of eyes on her, there's no way she's going to be in NXT. It would make no sense. She's got to be main roster bound, fighting toe-to-toe with the likes of people like Rhea Ripley, Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Asuka. She's got to be in the contention with those. She can't be fighting girls like Tiffany Stratton and Roxana Perez. And like Kira Valkyrie and all these people like, not to, I know I just made a mimicky voice, and I'm not trying to be a jerk and take away from these young ladies and the and the talent that they do have, but they are not prepared to take on someone of Jade Cargill's caliber. Jade Cargill's out of the green area. She's still green, but I'm talking about year one amateur. She's done with that shit, and she should be. Because she's already been busting her ass to get better. She's got a long way to go because she's still young. But she's far surpassed being in the fucking sandbox with the little kindergartners. It's time for her to step up to the third grade lunch table. Because she's older now and wiser. So it, it it would be insane. I would be... First of all, I'd be shocked, and not only that it, she would be in NXT, but I'd be shocked at the ineptitude and stupidity of Shawn Michaels and the rest of that coalition, Triple H, and everybody else running NXT. It would be absolutely plumb dumb to do something like that to Jade Cargill. So she's on her way to WWE. For those of you that like her, you're going hip-hop array, and for those that don't, they're like, fuck, another Get the vomit bag ready because it's another stinker to stink up the squared circle. So we'll see what happens. Good for you, girl. You're making more extra money. Good for you. Isn't that what it's all about? Capitalism. Making as much money as you can while stepping on as many heads and necks as possible on the way up, right? Gotta love America. Anyway, that's pretty much it with the wrestling news. There's nothing else new. Stupid fucks leaked the fucking shit that Randy Orton's coming back instead of it being a surprise. It's been leaked, so hooray for that. Although his time's got to be winding down soon because he's getting old. And his body, he's had so many injuries over the last couple years. It's time to call, hang up the big hat day. It's over. It's time to put the hat on the on the holster and kick off into the sunset, Randall, because you've done your time. You were you are an icon. You will be a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt in my mind you have to be fucking stupid not to put Randy Orton in the Hall of Fame. That's like 
leaving Metallica out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It don't make any fucking sense. So, I don't care how you feel about them. They've 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 done so. Both Randy Orton and Metallica have both done so much that if you wouldn't give them a Hall of Fame slot, you're fucking stupid. So, and I'm not even a big Randy Orton fan, and he's a cocksucker in real life. He's a real asshole in real life. But he still has done enough in the wrestling industry, more than enough. He's the one that should should have beaten Ric Flair's record, not fucking Cena. He's the one that should have tied Ric Flair's record, not fucking Cena. But, you know, when you have inept incompetence running the business, you get the family fucking circus. So, congratulations. You won the Pulitzer Prize of Stupidity. Anyway, that's it. Randy Orton's been leaked, so that's not going to be a surprise once it happens. Thank you. Thank you, Dirt Sheets and, and Internet Wrestling Community. You, you guys are such class acts. God, I wish someone... I'm not going to go there, because that could get the FBI coming. But some of you, I just wish, would get knocked upside the fucking head a couple of times. Not kill you. Just give you a trip to the ER a couple. A couple you get sent to the ER because you don't get it. And your pieces of dog shit. You're human garbage. Doing shit like that. Doing shit all around. Like You're the type of person that would kick an old lady in front of a bus so you could get her slot and her seat. You're human garbage. Anyway, let's move on. That was wrestling. Whoop-de-fucking-dee. And it's only going to get worse from here, folks, because as more people get fired or let go or they quit, this is the time of year where we're in the real dark side of the ring. So, hip-hop hooray, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. There you go. Moving on from that, I'll briefly talk about Mortal Kombat. You know, we had the great intro from... One of the greatest movies of all time. That was the first one. It was definitely better than that new piece of shit that we got a couple years ago. We're gearing up for the second Mortal Kombat movie from the same crew. <sighs> what a treat that's gonna be. You finally gonna add Johnny Cage in there, you know, cause why would you do it in the first one? When you got a guy named after a sack of potatoes, Russet Cole. After russet potatoes, I mean, I don't understand. And you give him Iron Man plot movie plot armor, and you expect that to make people blow you. I, the people that seen it, he enjoy it. That's fine. But these cocksuckers behind the scenes that are like, we are very happy with and pleased with, like Ed Boon especially. No, you're happy and pleased with the fucking money it made. Which, by the way, it made that much money because we're talking about. The peak of the COVID timeline. Of course people were going to go see it. They had nothing better to do because they were trapped in their fucking home. So of course the movie made money. And the people that were crazy enough like us to go and mask up and do mass watch parties. That's the reason why Mortal Kombat succeeded. Because people wanted to get outside and have an excuse. During the peak of the COVID timeline. Let's see how the story plays out in the sequel. When the COVID timeline is not over. 
but where we don't have mass pandemic, although they say another one's around the corner, another one rides the bus. So I don't know, but if all goes well and we're all still able to go to the theater in droves like brain-dead zombies, let's see how this story plays out for Mortal Kombat 2. Because I don't know if you'll get the same results as you got last time. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it'll be a flop. I'm just saying you might not get your little jollies off like you did last time. So... Taper your expectations, studio. Some of you deserve a fucking flop with the way you've been pulling this writer's strike shit. I'm over this shit. And not because I want more entertainment, but because now I've been here and they're going to try and get the fucking taxpayers of California to fit the bill of the writers and actors strike, which, uh-uh, that's bullshit. So that's why I'm over this shit. It's a, let them burn if that's the case. They set themselves on fire. Leave the water in your drinking glasses. Don't give it any of it to them. No fire extinguisher, no bucket, no nothing. Let them burn because they poured the gasoline on themselves and lit the match themselves. So fuck them. Let them roast. But let's get to the point of what we were really supposed to be talking about, which is Mortal Kombat 1. Mortal Kombat 1 is really fun. I think I've spent over the week, now mind you, I have a full-time job. I spent about 12 hours on Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's been a blast. The the fatalities are fantastic. The x-ray crushing, that just... That cringe of just, ooh, when you see someone and you hear the, and you're like, oh, God. And then they miraculously get up and they're still okay. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's brutal, it's violent, and it's fun. And it's everything that you love about a Mortal Kombat game. Is this as good as Eleven? It can't be judged yet. Story storyline 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 wise storyline wise I kind of like Eleven story a little bit better just for the, especially with aftermath and you getting the original Shang Tsung from the Mortal Kombat movie and it's just all all the stuff all together was really great so I can't be for sure which one's better because it's not really fair to Mortal Kombat 1. Mortal Kombat 1 just came out. Mortal Kombat 11's been out for a hot minute so I don't know but I do like I do like the Chronica storyline they try and bait and switch you I'm not gonna ruin it because you know it's still fresh and new but they try and pretend like Chronica's back as the main villain and you're like but they pulling M. Night Shyamalan twist. So don't worry, folks. That's all I'll tell you. Don't get too... Because uh, I heard some people who you can tell didn't finish through the story. Going, ah, I'm trying to get back. He's reciting the same... Shut up, stupid, and finish the game. And you'll see what really goes on. And that's all I'll say with that. Because I don't want to spoil it for people. I... If you're if you want to see the story, I want you to spoil it for yourselves by either buying the game or you can go and get your lazy ass over there and watch a YouTube video of someone playing it. But 
You're not going to get it from me until Sunday night when we do the filmmaker Mike and the boys. And at that point, some if you're not, if you haven't gotten Mortal Kombat yet, you're either not going to play it or you're in a situation where you can't get to Mortal Kombat. And I'm sorry, I can't wait for you forever. So, but I will give you some time because you know we got a week as of this recording. So. But all in all, Mortal Kombat 1's a, it's a fun little game. I'm not a fun little game. It's, I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to ruin it because I'm going to purge everything. Like, there's some things I want to get into that I just want to kick the shit out of this game for that it should be. I'm tired of these incomplete games, folks. We've been on this ramp before. Paying an ungodly amount of money for an un an incomplete game it, it 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 is insane for anybody to think that that is acceptable if you think that is an acceptable practice you should be committed into arkham asylum because that's that's the kind of thinking of a fucking lunatic that is not safe out in the real world in society you're dangerous if you have that kind of mentality cuz that's insane so, uh, there are some problems that I really am going to get into with Mortal Kombat 1, but we'll get to it. I got That's why I'm hyping up Filmmaker Mike and the Boys, you know. That, that's the much better podcast because you get two, three other people when they do show up. I'm talking to you, Jester. When they do show up, you got four people that are talking about different topics, so... This is just one person rambling on about bullshit that don't really matter. So with that being said, we'll move on from Mortal Kombat. Because Mortal Kombat, I will give it my rating. It's a 9 out of 10 right now. It's a high recommendation. To me, it's a must buy. I'm just pissed off that there's no crossplay. You can't play, if you have an Xbox, you can only play with people on Xbox. You can't play with anybody on PlayStation 5 or PC, which is nonsense. This should be a standard right out the gate of a game, and we can't get it. It'll be, Ed Boon and Company, NetherRealm, we're saving it for a later date. It Don't fret, it's not forever, it's just later on down the line. See you next year in 2024. Fuck you, asshole. After I just drop $110 on your fucking game? Really? A later date? I gotta foot up your ass for a later date with that stupid shit. You're lucky I don't fuck you up right now. So, that's Mortal Kombat. But still, as the game is, it's 9 out of 10. It could be better, but there's certain things like being able to see source code when you're in the middle of a fucking match. That's insane. That's really doing the very bare minimum of your job. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Anyway, other you people can tell me out there if uh, you got if you play Mortal Kombat one, you got some weird shit. Whether it's PlayStation, Xbox, or whatever, I'm playing it on the Xbox because it, it you know make this make sense. There's no PlayStation four version, but they got one on the Switch. <laughs> you, you can't make this shit up 
the lower... Okay. And, you know, the excuse is, well, it's not the same version. We outsourced the fucking game, the version of the Switch, out to somebody else. So we didn't even deal with it. So we don't care if it's shit. Because we didn't touch it. It's not our fault. It's not our time. It's not our problem. Actually, it is because you let the others run amok on your property. It is your IP. It is your intellectual property, you lip dick pig fucking pussy pieces of shit. How do you know how you say it's not your problem? Fuck. You're getting me pissed off now just thinking about it. Anyway, you're gonna make me drop another grade to 8 out of 10 and keep going, so we better move on before I turn Mortal Kombat into a 2 out of 10. Just for pissing me off. You fucking shysters. Bunch of con men. That's the mafia didn't have the the Italian mafia, the yakuza, all of them don't have the fucking balls to do some of the crooked, stupid shit you companies are doing. Y'all should be shot in your fucking kneecaps and left to roam around in a wheelchair the remainder of your days. You crooked cocksuckers. Now we're moving on. God, I hate corporations. Oh. Anyway, let's move on to talk to me. <clears throat> now, normally I would be on another rat here because, once again, we're at the demonic possession shit that, you know, we haven't had enough of these. There's no, you know, there's only been like three. There's only been the exorcist, the Pope's exorcist, and... um. No, that's it. That's all there's ever been. There's never, ever been another demon possession film since this. There's only been The Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe and the original Linda Blair Exorcist. We've never seen any other possession films until now. Okay. Now we got that out of our system. This movie, however... (laughs) (coughs) This movie, however... (laughs) Does it in a different way. You got your little demon-possessed hand that once you give it the old handshake and you say, talk to me, that opens the door. Then for, I invite you in, you say, I invite you in, that invites the demon or whatever spirit inside of your body. And then you're off to the races and there's a subplot of mama got to pain pills and accidentally overdosed, but did she, or did she kill herself because she was a weak bitch that couldn't handle the world, and she left her husband, and more importantly, her young daughter behind who needed her, and was she a selfish whore, you know, or did she get framed, or did, did they even hint one time, did daddy do it and just set it up as an overdose, you know, we get into long convoluted subplots. That aren't necessary, and once again, especially because it's A24, you guessed it, folks. You know what I'm about to say. You know what the movie's about. Trauma. That's right, folks. Ding, 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 ding. What did we win, Johnny? Well, folks, we won a heavy dose of trauma, teen angst, and lots of cringe. Demonic cringe, too. But... I know it sounds like I'm trashing this movie, and in some aspects I am because there's that point where you're like, okay, we we get it, and you know, we all are going through shit out here. There's not one person from me 
rambling on to maybe the four people, if I'm lucky, that are listening to this, to however many people are out there, everybody is going through shit right now. Nobody is exactly having a 100% happy life of puppy dogs, dandelions, and rainbows. So you get to a point where, especially if your life really sucks, and you're having a really shitty time right now in life, and you want to hear something on the screen of someone crying about their issues that you know aren't are pale in comparison to what you're going through, you want to throw popcorn at the fucking screen. I get that aspect. And that could turn some people off and make them go, I don't even want to watch this piece of shit. However, trust me, if you stick with it, it is a very fun, entertaining, different take on the demon possession. And it's got some brutality in it, too. There's a scene where a kid smashes his own head into a fucking wall. And it like it's brutal. And the sound effects that they give it aren't these fucking cringy old... They sound like they literally got the kid to smash his fucking head into the wall. It's insane. And they do it multiple times. He smashes his head into a sink. He smashes his head into a fucking tile into the bathroom in a hospital. And it looks like he's really doing this shit. It's brutal. There's a lot of scenes like that where it looks like the practical... Fe- Thank you. Thank you for this. This is another reason why this movie should get a praise that it's getting. Practical effects. I know this is such a... <gasps> you know, in a CGI nation where that's all we got to do anymore... Practical effects were actually utilized. Oh, my stars. I can't believe it. People still use them, but they do. And the practical effects were good because it made you look like these motherfuckers were actually doing the shit on set and that wasn't. There was some wanky shit where you're like, but for the most part, they were on point. And you got to understand, this is a lower budget horror film from Australia. This isn't even an American horror film. This is straight out, straight out of Australia. Might. And it is a, when we get New Zealand and Australians coming out with some horror movies, we get some really good, fucked up, but we get some really good interest like this, Wolf Creek, High Tension, so, oh wait, I forgot, High Tension was a French film, so, excuse me, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it was French, anyway. Because they did that nepopopian shit in there too and all that crap. So yeah, I take that back. But Wolf Creek was Australian. And it was about a brutal Crocodile Dundee type serial killer. I mean, it was a if Crocodile Dundee was a murderer, you would have got Wolf Creek. So they do a lot of crazy shit and this ain't any different. Them and the Japanese don't give a fuck. They're not here to hold your hand and preach to you about diversity and toxic masculinity. And racism and religion and politics and who you're fucking and what you're fucking and how you're fucking. Shit we don't need to talk about. We don't care about when we're going to the fucking movies, you brain deads. But these guys pulled it off and it's a nice 95 minute movie where you can just turn your brain off for the most part. It's not completely brain dead, but you can turn it off and just enjoy a nice horror movie which we're in the season as i'm recording this it is september 20th we are on we and a lot of us especially in the uh, crazy bloodthirsty horror nuts like myself 
we start Halloween Horror Month this time of the year. Not October. Shit, some of your favorite non some of your favorite non horror movie streaming services are do it doing it. I saw AMC already gearing up playing shit. The Shining was playing the other day. They're already gearing up for their AMC Horror Fest, which is not in, even in, until October, the beginning of it. They're already playing horror movies now. So, some of us are already pumped to get ready for that horror month. And this movie is is going to be... A nice, I would say it's a nice little, I'm trying to think properly and articulate my words, so I will say yes, this is a nice, this is a nice little nugget to watch when you, you know, especially if you got a significant other and you want to hold them and, and play diddle the dandelion down in their pants, you know, it could be on in the background, either way, it's going to be, the, the little jump scares, it might give them go, whoop. And then you can go up and make your way to second. And then ask Coach, hey, can I run around to third and go to home? And Coach will be like, you go on, boy. You hit it out of the park. This is one of those movies. You can diddle your girl's dandelion. Or if you're so, you can suck the chrome off Kevin's, you know, lollipop. But either way, this is it. That was a derailment. <laughs> Either way, this is a good film. I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. The very lowest, I'd give it a 7. But I'm in a giving mood. And this movie was actually pretty decent. I'm not going to go too in-depth in it. Because there's some twists in it. And yes, they do leave it open for a sequel. However, I like the way they left it open for the sequel. And they plant little kernels throughout the movie telling you, well, if this does well enough, we will do a sequel because we got some other half of the story to be told, which I'm interested in. If this movie wasn't any way interesting, I would be like, I don't care. But now I am intrigued to know how the other half of what, I don't I can't say much because I don't, once again, want to spoil it for people. Because this movie's still new. It's not like it's out there streaming and, you can, and it's been out for months like fucking Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, this movie's still new, so but there's some things they sh- that are a part of the lore where you're like, oh, I wonder how that could work over on this side of the country or this side of the city or somewhere over in another state or maybe on another planet. I don't know. Everybody likes going to space nowadays. Which, don't do that, but... There's a lot of possibilities that this movie leaves open, especially by the end of the movie. And it's, like I said, the practical effects they do use, fan-fucking-tastic. Just because of that, they deserve an 8. You know, that's why I lean away from the 7, just because of that. And the balls to say, fuck CGI for the most part, and use practical effects, that deserves some praise. So, 8 out of 10, talk to me. Only way you're going to do it is if you buy it on Amazon, rent it on Amazon, buy it on Vudu, rent it on Vudu, Redbox, or whatever, whatever your way of renting and buying movies is, Microsoft Store, that's the only way you can get this movie right now because it's, it's just 
come out like Fandango at home. It's still in the theaters while being released to buy right now. So sorry guys, but it is worth it at the very least to go to your local cinema hut and watch this movie. It's worth your time, especially if you can get one of those cheap deals on a matinee and a popcorn and a medium Coke or Diet Coke, whichever, you know, for those of you that are trying to watch your weight, um, it's worth the money. It really is. So go see it. Papa Pinhead recommends it. I enjoyed the movie. That's about wraps it up. I, I just wanted to do a quick little episode. We're going to be doing, I, and I promise, you're going to get sick of me for those. We're going to be doing a lot more because this is horror month. And next Friday is the movie. First of all, the creator comes out. The new Gareth Edwards, and he hasn't done anything since Rogue One, and I am excited because I love his work, and it looks like it's going to be a nice, finely fresh, original sci-fi movie. Since you fucking took Dune Part 2 away from us. Assholes. This is all we got this year as far as original sci-fi. So thank you for that. But the most important thing and why we will be more, we will be back more frequently beyond the horror month, Saw 10. But really, it's Saw 11 because, you know, the, admit, the admitted spiral is part of canon. So, <clears throat> but, well, you know, it's not really. We can't count. So, Saw 10 is coming out the 29th of September, and I am going to see a double feature of both of those films. It's not even up for debate. It is happening. 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt. Even if I have to walk a 500 miles like the Proclaimers from here to my theater, I will do so. I did it with fucking X-Men. When the original X-Men came out, I walked fucking 20 miles just to go see it from my apartment complex when I was a kid. My mom was pissed. And I, I didn't, it didn't bother me one bit because it was worth seeing Hugh Jackman and all those motherfuckers as the X-Men for the first time. It was awesome. So I will be seeing these films and we will be doing another episode. And I will be reviewing them and talking about them. I'm really hoping these traps are great. Because this is supposed to take place between the end of Saw 1 and right before Saw 2. So... That's why John Kramer, Tobin Bell, is able to come back. So I cannot wait to see what happens. And some of these traps look fucking brutal. Especially the eyeball trap. I have a little thing with the eyes. So that one might make even me uncomfortable. So we'll see. You'll hear about it in the episode. Because you guys will be the first to know. So That being said, I appreciate your time sitting here listening to this fuckwit ramble on about nothing love you guys hopefully you guys are seeing some good stuff during these coming spooky months (laughs) shit but uh yeah love you guys hope you're doing well be safe take care of one another peace